Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening! Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of that? By going up the waterfall? That's right! Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs> Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zana and Scott Otis. Hello. This is episode 40, a nice round number. Ooh, I like that. And this week, as you can probably tell if you're watching us, we have been getting into the Halloween spirit recently. And this episode will be all about must-see Disney Halloween movies. Okay. Which is a generic term. It may encompass <laughs> shorts and yes. other things that... Based on my list, that not everything is a movie. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, I don't know what our, our total will be. We'll figure it out along the way. And 40? You can. Uh, that would be funny, but I don't think we want to be here for two hours. No, no. Um, Certainly not. So, without further ado, we should jump right in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start off with a short. I was initially wanting to do my list in order of um, like the most, my favorite right, right, right. to be at the end. But I kind of only did that for the last one and I haven't really ranked the rest of them. So I might say that one though before <laughs> you get to it. I'll not though. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you already know what it is, even though I don't know your picks. Trust All me, right. it's way up there. We'll start with The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So let me stop you right here. <laughs> See, this okay. is actually not a short. It's half of a full-length movie. Right. So, I mean, to me, a short is like a cartoon. I didn't say it cartoon. was a short. I just said some of the things did. we were doing were okay. going to be shorts. Okay. <laughs> it's shorter than a movie, uh-huh. but it's a, it's definitely a good one. Please proceed. Um, No, I I figured you had a lot to say about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is um, from a 1949 film, uh, basically the last of uh, Disney's anthology films, um, which is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which, you know, half of which is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which I think is the one that we're talking about here. The other one is uh, Mr. Toad or... um, So this one is essentially tells, tells the tale of Washington Irvine's um, or Irving. <laughs> I was talking about Kim Irvine earlier. Wow. <laughs> Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow yes. with Ichabod Crane um, in that lovely uh, kind of like Hudson River Valley area of um, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Which just screams, you know, fall and oh, Halloween yeah. fun Absolutely. on its own without being named Sleepy Hollow and having a headless horseman involved. That's right. But yeah, tells the tale of uh, Ichabod Crane uh, just kind of coming into town and kind of becoming the schoolmaster and liking food. He's a little scared, (laughs) yeah. He's a he's a very tall, lanky, uh, confident in some ways, but also yeah, scared (laughs) in other ways. Um, And Mm. he takes a liking to the lovely Katrina Van Tessel. Ah, yes. But uh, Brom Bones does not like that because he's he's kind of like a Gaston kind of a character who feels like he's entitled to her hand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I believe at one point they all come together at like a Halloween get-together mm-hmm. where Brom Bones tells the tale of the, the Headless Horseman. And he does it in such a way <coughs> that it kind of <coughs> scares Ichabod Crane. Uh, so that when he goes home that evening, He's uh, he gets, he, there's a pretty much a he, an encounter with the Headless Horseman. And at some point <coughs> you're wondering, is this all in his head? Is it just Brom Bones kind of pretending to be the Headless Horseman or is it, or is it real? You do wonder that. And I think <laughs> at some point it's like, it's, yeah, it's real. <laughs> and the, you know, the big black horse with the red eyes chasing yes. him with, you know, and swinging a sword trying to decapitate him. Yeah. 
And of course, this has been represented in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World before their oh, Halloween yeah. parades, where the Headless Horseman will trot down Main Street. In the early days, he actually uh, went pretty quickly. Yes. We were just trying to find that the other day. We were on YouTube because Geo has no memory of that. I think it was before he was even born that they had already switched to trotting. And I think there was, you know, a case of a horse slipping or someone, there I think, was insurance yeah, at involved. At some point, definitely a horse slipped, but I don't think there was ever any, like, dangerous encounter with a with a wayward guest. No. But, uh, you know, the lawyers. Yeah, They exactly. always get in the way. And so, so now he trots, but it was yeah. really cool back in the day. And if you oh, have any yeah. video or know of, you know, any where he's galloping down Main Street, <laughs> let us know, because I would love to see it. Um, yeah. It was a really cool thing. And in Disneyland, they actually have Ichabod and someone else with him going down the street with his lantern oh, before yeah. the Headless Horseman comes. They don't do that here for some reason, but hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. But, I mean, but the whole short is just so ominous in the way that like they the show the the full moon with the clouds that look like a, a hand trying to yeah. uh, squash things. It's very ominous. And this is available on Disney Plus, as oh, yeah. many of the titles I think we're going to discuss are. Um, Disney has released a bunch for Halloween viewing. They Absolutely. have not, unfortunately, that I could find, put together like a view a watch list on the interface, which would be helpful. That might be our role here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, where it's all, you can yeah, just scroll through true. and see all the Halloween titles. You should do be, that. Like Hulu hmm. does that, and I think Netflix too. So. Oh. Disney Plus will figure it out. They're still, you know, Get on it. toddlers in the <laughs> streaming world. But yeah, and they also showed that um, in the PhilharMagic Theater That's during right. the parties as well. During so that the was Mickey's a fun. Not So Scary Halloween Party. That way you could take a little break <coughs> and watch some classics yes all right so what is your first um pick, you know what the one i'm gonna I just pick? let you talk about that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to actually pick a an actual cartoon short okay 1952's trick-or-treat which is you know an obvious halloween title yeah straight up halloween with basically donald and his nephews and the nephews are going out trick-or-treating, and they get to Donald's house, and uh, he wants to give them a trick instead of a treat. Mm, sounds like Donald. Uh, yeah. And basically, I think he gives them firecrackers, which, you know, does not have a happy result. <laughs> but, I mean, he likes it. But then uh, Witch Hazel, which is a brand-new character at this time, in, sees this. And she's an actual witch, by the way, with a broomstick and everything. She sees all this and takes sympathy with the nephews and basically kind of helps them um, to essentially get back at Donald. And he, you know, at first he thinks she's just a character too, just somebody, a trick-or-treater, and he kind of pulls at her nose. Um, she's not, she kind of has a, a typical witch look. Um, but yeah, she doesn't much take uh, take to that <laughs> having her nose pulled and so she essentially tricks donald into uh giving up his candy you know in a fun way um and it's really a, a a fun cartoon short that basically is straight up halloween um and it introduces this new character which actually never made another appearance after that i think she might have in the mickey mouse's the house of mouse but mm. never again after this one hmm fun oh yeah <laughs> i do love those old cartoons uh i don't know if you've got more on your list but probably uh i, we I do have some more on the other day like the lonesome we yeah we just ghosts. recently saw the lonesome ghost i'll just go ahead and mention that here it's a <laughs> 1937 mickey mouse uh, donald duck and uh goofy short where they um are ghost exterminators kind of like ghost <laughs> the original ghostbusters they actually utter the line I ain't afraid of no ghost in this one, which kind of like... Wow, I'm uh, sure someone did their research when oh, yeah. they were doing Ghostbusters and threw that in there. I should also say, this is the <coughs> first time that Goofy utters the, the phrase, something wrong here, <laughs> which kind of became a catchphrase for him. Indeed. But anyway, uh, they basically get called by these bored ghosts who are 
of this haunted house who are so bored because they've done such a great job haunting everyone else out of the house and they they got no one else to haunt so they call these uh, ghost hunters to the house and while the you know the threesome try to hunt these ghosts the ghosts kind of haunt them back yeah they're really mean yeah i hadn't seen it in a while and i was like geez these guys just won't (laughs) let up and then through a series of events they themselves get haunted and Mm. run out of the house i think i fell asleep before the i saw what sorry i was very tired seven minutes short i know (laughs) it was a long day Uh, but yeah that's true (laughs) but that was a fun one yeah i highly recommend it all right, well, let's uh, move on to some live action Ooh, features. Please. Which, again, these are going to be on Disney+. Plus. And, again, I'm going to make you talk about them because <laughs> I have not seen them. And this is a good chance for all of you listening as well as me. And then I will report back to you all mm. to rewatch these classics that I haven't seen in years. Because in the 80s, of course... The Disney Channel would replay all of these old oh, yeah. movies, and that's how I saw most of the things that I saw, like the Apple Dumpling Gang and uh-huh. like all those weird old that's things. That's kind of how I got introduced to all this stuff too. Yeah. So, but they don't really, you know, play them anymore ever. But now that Disney yeah. Plus is here, you can see some of them again, or you can have them on DVD if you're a super fan, I guess. I will do my best. <laughs> but but I, I have not seen everything, but go ahead. Okay. Well, one of them is Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, uh, yes. This one I actually saw in theaters in its original release. Wow. I believe that was 1975. It's true. I was four. You were four? I don't turn... In 1975? Yes. Okay. Wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> Why did I think I was born in 70? That's you. I believe you were less than four. But anyway, I, can't do I was. Math. I was only two. Yeah, I was <laughs> four or five, something like that. But yeah, I remember this. I I don't remember it in great detail, but I had since seen it a couple of times. It and its sequel, um, Return from Witch Mountain. Yes. With basically a couple of kids who have weird powers. Yeah. Are they witches? Are they UFOs? And um, here's yeah. the thing, uh, they I think they did a. A remake of this they recently. They did in uh, 2009. I did they not care for it. It was it was actually not a remake. Well, I'm sorry. There was a remake on the Disney Channel in 1995 of oh, Escape to Witch Mountain with Elizabeth Moss of all people. Weird as the girl. Um, then they did one more recently. Yes, in 2009 they actually did a, a third film, mm. which is called Return. Or I'm sorry, Race to Witch Mountain. That one was weird. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this was really still the era of Disney finding child actors that uh, they were different back then. Let me just <laughs> yes, say that. Were. I mean, what they turned into beyond that is another story. But if you watch Disney Channel originals anytime from like 2000 on, it's a whole different oh, yeah. world because the world <laughs> was different. Um, there was social media and all sorts of things. And it was just, you know, you were kind of groomed in a certain way to be a certain way and act a certain way and as a result i think the child actors were a lot less endearing and realistic than they were back okay in the olden days That's i just will say my D- disney has always had the issue of child actors kind of blossoming into adult actors yeah well some i mean i'm not talking about stories, like some have been the miley cyrus situation because you know okay. they can go on and do whatever they want i don't think people should be constrained by the disney right. family friendly you know moniker but i think when they're filming the movies it should be realistic and oh, that's yeah, just absolutely. i think that nowadays everything is just kind of like Okay. There's so much promotion and giant merchandising machines and all that stuff. That <clears throat> it's a whole different animal. Anyway, go on with your Escape to Witch Mountain. I really don't have a lot to say about okay. this because I, I don't have great memories of it. I do remember, you know, the two kids. Yeah. Um, they came across, you know, the elderly fellow in the Winnebago, uh, and he helps them to get back to where they need to be. Um, and with some... Um, evil people trying to pursue them in the in the process, and she's got a cat as well. <laughs> I don't know much beyond that. We'll have to rewatch it. Yeah, and let that, us well, know what you think. Yeah, because as us I said, <laughs> they they did have a sequel, as I mentioned, and then 
a third one uh, very recently. I guess by very recently, I mean yeah. 11 years ago with <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was the cab driver, the that's source right. of many memes. That's right. Um, yeah, so. But I believe it wasn't so much that they were witches, that they were UFOs. Weird. Yeah. So, but it's a fun, spooky yeah. Halloween time thing. That's true. Which, do you want to go or you want me to keep? Proceed with okay. that theme. The next one is, of course, The Watcher in the Woods from yeah. 1980. <laughs> I have vague memories of this only because Betty Davis is oh, in yeah. it. And like, what? And yeah, this came out <laughs> in 1980, and I also have very vague uh, memories of it. But yeah, the, sh she played a, a very... Um, Kind of like an old evil woman. Yeah, and you know she's she good is, at it. And yeah, she she's scary. a classic actress, of course, from the old days of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And uh, in her later years, she, yeah, uh, basically did a lot of these villainous type roles. Not a lot, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and both of these movies had we didn't really mention Kim Richards and um, Kyle Richards. Kyle Richards yeah. wasn't credited in Escape to Witch Mountain, but she was in it. Oh, and she they was were in sisters. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like Kim kid. was the, the girl <clears throat> of the brother and the sister in the yeah. Witch Mountain movies. And Kyle, her actual sister, was in The Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. And, you As, know, and she Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills fans may <laughs> recall that they were in that and still are. Yeah. I was also going to say that um, in in The Watcher in the Woods, she has a sister, a blonde sister, who's not played by her actual sister, but played by the actress who also did... Um, uh, for Your Eyes Only, a James Bond film from the 80s, as well as um, Ice Castles. Oh, the, I don't uh, know who that is. Which In my household, that was kind of a big Yes, big I've deal, heard. Which, and I think they had a recent release of that movie, but <laughs> it was that actress, and I cannot remember her name. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> well. Uh, so, yeah, this was another very good spooky. Yeah. I mean, this is classified as a horror film, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Disney's it was a light horror film. But yeah, yeah definitely like for 1980, probably the scariest movie Disney had ever put out. Agreed. With maybe some possible exceptions that we might talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's but yeah. True. So I don't, I don't really have a lot. I know that there was a very classic car in that one. <laughs> mm. But uh, we will definitely <clears throat> have to watch that one again. Yeah. All right. So what's some that you have on your list then? Okay. I won't say that one because I know you're saving that one. I can't but, see um, it from here anyway. Okay. <laughs> I will say the in the early 80s, about the same time frame, there was another couple of movies that came out from our friend Tim Burton. Before he put out The Nightmare Before Christmas, he had a couple of other ones. That is true. Uh, he had a, a, a short called Vincent. Which was really an eerie one. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, where it's kind of autobiographical, where he, the the boy in that one, or not boy, the the guy in that one, kind of wants to emulate Vincent Price and basically wants to become him. Yeah, and that's a uh, stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. And this was where I was introduced to Tim Burton, and wow. it was not in that year, but when I lived in Massachusetts. There was a, uh, what was it called? Animation Fest every year. Anifest? I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess it was just Animation Festival. Okay. I'm like That's fine. forgetting the name of it. But anyway, they had all of these like short films, kind of like, that's where I saw um, Tin Toy for the oh, first wow. time. That's, awesome. that's where I saw Beavis and Butthead before it was a show on MTV. <laughs> And they would just show all these clips, and many of them were nominated for yeah. Academy Awards, too. Mm -hmm. So you'd see some, like, weird ones like Beavis and Butthead, and then you'd see some really interesting ones that had, you know, poignant messages and things like that. Like Vincent, I would yeah, say. Yeah, so, well, I don't know if it had and, Well, I mean, and that then, of course, his follow-up, Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie, yes. And yeah. that was, um, I don't, it wasn't shown there because it wasn't animation. That was, like, live action. The yeah, original. that's right. It was, it was black and white. But I think I must have seen it on something else at okay. the time. But yeah, I was going to also mention that one, basically, um, Black and White Frankenweenie, um, which was, uh, that was also a short, much longer than Vincent, but shorter than a full-length movie. And then it became a full-length movie that's in right. 2012. That's right. And was stop-motion animation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically it's about a boy uh, and his dog, and the dog has, uh, I don't know, 
let's just say an accident, where he uh, no longer lives. But he really loves his dog and does anything he can to bring his dog back. And so I believe he kind of uh, plays Frankenstein and uh, Dr. Frankenstein and kind of brings his dog back to life with some spooky results, I should say. Um, the cat from Frankenweenie <laughs> reminds me of Stella. Yeah, our co-star sometimes. Yeah, and that's right. Well, a I'll big give poofy, this image. A big poofy uh, white cat. We can put that in the video and Maybe version. she'll come and visit us. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know some people aren't Tim Burton fans, but I became a fan back when I saw those things. Also, you know, I was like in high school and early college. So it mm -hmm. was like the perfect time to be a goth. <laughs> and, but I really became interested in all of his works and I have like a bunch of books that he like illustrated and he came okay. up with these like weird little stories and yeah. some of them turned into movies and some of them didn't. Yeah, I had seen uh, Frank and Winnie and was familiar with it. I actually never saw Beetlejuice in the early days, um, but it wasn't until Edward Scissorhands that I became a, <laughs> And then you were like, wait, I like Winona Ryder. <laughs> Well, why is she right. blonde was, in this movie? It was the story. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked her. But it was mainly the music and the story and all of that. Yes. And then, of course, I came, went back and saw all of his earlier works and like, wow. Yeah. He's got a great oeuvre. And, <laughs> I mean, we tried to keep this, well, we did keep this all Disney, but there's so many non-Disney Halloween movies. Technically, like though, Edward Scissorhands is now a Fox film. It was a Fox film. And yeah. So technically, it's now Disney. That's true. Not that I'm going to include And it. I wanted to put Sleepy Hollow, the live action. Oh, yeah. But that's a Paramount Pictures. Yeah. So. Doesn't count. But that one's scary, though. Very scary. <laughs> All right. Are you done with your... Uh, well, I was going to then lead, lead into... into uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas, which, of course, is probably one of the quintessential um, Disney Halloween movies. And I say Halloween because it's both Halloween and Christmas. Um, kind of celebrates both of those holidays, I would say, equally. This is a movie that I think is very underrated because the merchandise is so overrated. Over, it's like <laughs> not overrated, but yeah, it's plentiful. Oversaturated. Yes, that's yes. the right word. Uh, yeah, it's all over the place. When the movie first came out, it was great, and I saw it in theaters, and I was like super excited, and I loved it. And then it just kind of like you never heard from it after that. Right. Oh, here's our here's the cat from Frank and Weenie now. <laughs> I don't remember the name of that cat. Um, and then at some point, I don't know when that happened, but Disney really got into marketing it. Yeah. And the merchandise was everywhere. Yeah, so much so that it, uh, a shop at Disneyland's New Orleans Square got booted in exchange yeah. for nothing but... Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Le Baton Rouge, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, and the merchandise really doesn't capture how good the movie is. Like, yeah. it's amazing. And I love it because of the story and because of the workmanship that's in oh. it. Like, stop motion animation is the most difficult yeah, animation to do. Extreme patience. Years and years and years just to get the amount yeah, of screen time. To take screen time. these little things and literally just move them a yeah a fraction of an inch and yeah. if you watch actually that uh on disney plus the prop culture is that oh, what yeah. it's called yeah that's right um there's an episode where he goes out and finds people that worked on that movie and mm -hmm. shows them the original props that he's uncovered or th finds things that yeah. they have saved and back when they did the back lot tour and it ended up at the afi museum oh, yeah. thing at the end there they had on display like the whole scene uh with the spiral mm -hmm. mountain and a case that had 300 jack, <laughs> jack heads cuts, in yeah. it with and so i of course loved that and tried oh, to yeah. take eight million photos of it which <laughs> did not work at all because i think i was taking flash photos and it was before the time <laughs> of digital photography um but anyway it's a great story i do believe it is a halloween movie and not a christmas movie which is I, an eternal debate, and you can and I'm totally debate me that. in the comments. I would say it's more of a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie, but you know, definitely has Christmas themes in it too. Yeah. But they're twisted in a Halloween way. Exactly. So yeah, and it's fun if you like Tim Burton. <laughs> I do. So yeah. 
All right. Good one. Uh, anything else or you so want yeah, me to jump uh, back in? I'll, I'll stop at that point okay. for those. Well, I'm <laughs> going to talk about uh, a short really quick that you actually can't see anywhere. What? Unless you have perhaps a DVD with it on there. Or you can watch it on YouTube oh if my. you just Google what is it? this, which is the runaway brain. Oh, yeah. Remember Absolutely. that? It came out before Roger Rabbit, I believe. Yeah, I have that. Well, I know. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's on the Disney Rarities DVD. Oh. might be on one of the Mickey Mouse um, DVDs. Well, yeah, for those that don't remember, this was kind of like controversial when it oh, came very, out. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it now, it was kind of a precursor to the new Mickey shorts that we have now. Because this was showing Mickey in a whole Fair different way. Point. He was playing video games and he was like kind of being a jerk to Minnie <laughs> and then he realizes that he needs to get her an anniversary present and he needs to raise money and and it just so happens he finds a newspaper ad that's advertising that exact amount of money right uh, to be a, an experiment for mm-hmm. Dr. Frankenolly yes who is a monkey of course and but Frankenolly get it Get it? Yeah. Frank, Thomas, and Ollie Johnston. Yes. Two of the nine old men. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So then he goes there and basically his brain gets put into Julian. A a giant uh, ape, is it? Well, it's kind of like Pete. Oh, okay. But they don't call him that in the the movie. I think his name is Julian for some reason. A gigantic Pete. Yeah. And it shows the little stitches of the, the scar. There's a really funny image from it, which I will send to Christian and maybe he'll put that in as well. When he's doing like an x-ray of Mickey's head and his brain is like in the head part, but then his brain is also in both of his ears. Of course. It's just like a funny <laughs> visual. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like too scary when it came out, it I guess. It was really it Really scared yeah. kids. At some point, uh, one of the characters dies in the short. That's not, true. Not Mickey Mouse. Yeah, no, that's right. But yeah. I did see that. Um, I just rewatched it on okay. on the internet this morning. So, oh. but yeah, that's a, a fun, creepy one to get you in the spirit. It's only seven minutes long or something. It's a good one. So. Yeah. Um, let's see another good one. Return to Oz. Interesting. I did not have this one on my you list. You didn't? Oh no, I don't really have too much to say about it. I just know it has pumpkin scarecrows in it. So. Okay. Puts you in the spirit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Disney had, um, I think a long time ago, had purchased the rights to all of the Oz books with the exception of, you know, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, And always wanted to get a film made with them. And at one point um, had... Got them way back in 1954. Yeah. He had plans to use the Mouseketeers, uh, the original Mouseketeers, um... In a in an Oz short, and there is there are scenes of them um, in one of the Disney um, Walt Disney Presents shows of them kind of in character, and there's some dance sequences. That's fun with with Walt Disney. See, this um, is why I keep you around because even though you're like that wasn't on my list, you have all of this inherent some. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> so it was in, it, it was his intent to use them to film. Uh, an Oz movie, but that never got completed. And then, what was this, 1983 or 4, that they actually did make that movie, Return uh, to Oz? Yeah, 85. Okay, 85. Um, it it was uh, interesting. <laughs> I haven't. I think I've seen it once way back in the 80s. I need um, to watch it. I think I saw it once back then too, but I have... Not yeah. much it is represented in parks at Disneyland Paris in their um, storybook land boat ride. So you should see it if you ever go there. So you have that reference in your yes. mind. But other than that, um, but yeah, they do have uh, pumpkins and in, in the pumpkin scarecrows. And yeah. the visuals for this personally is what I thought of when I first saw a like mini series that came out a couple of years back that is not Disney related at all, <laughs> but I have to recommend it because Please. it's so good. What's and that, that is Over the Garden Wall. Oh, 
which I've was wanted to see that originally a comic i believe yes christian doesn't know a uh, graphic <laughs> novel and it's so good the animation style is great it's it's kind of like you know those like old-timey postcards that you know wish you a oh, happy yeah. halloween or whatever those kind of like the old-timey, old-timey art style that's what the cartoon world is like in there um and it's this great tale and it's going in and out of like modern times and in this other world and the music is amazing the music is now out on apple music so you can look that up and then sing along to it in your spare time and again not a disney thing i think it's on hulu um and it's a bunch of episodes and uh, i know you got that recently and i wanted to see it because i haven't what the music or the oh the oh did i get the dvd for it yes i forgot i got that (laughs) that was so we could watch it whenever we wanted because i love it so much but now it's like on hulu i think so you can watch it whenever anyway yeah and they're they're pretty short episodes they're not too long so anyway back to disney (laughs) that's what the animation in all the pumpkin characters I thought of that when I first saw Over the Garden Wall. Uh, very so, good. Pumpkin and scarecrows. And that's kind of also right in that time frame. Yeah. So that leads us to, what do you have? Okay. I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a history thing. Um, a long time ago, Disney actually started, you know, with the Halloween things, um, putting together a lot of the classic cartoon segments in, in, in shows in little anthology segments and put them on the uh, the original TV shows. And it started way back in 1956 with a show called Our Unsung Villains. And that's where Walt Disney kind of lets the magic mirror from uh, Snow White and the Seven mm-hmm. Dwarfs kind of host the show. And he basically, and this is portrayed by Hans Conrad. Okay. Conrad, who was, <laughs> who actually provided the voice of Captain Hook. Um, so he he plays the magic mirror, and he basically was saying, actually, all of us villains are very important, too, and if it weren't for us villains, you wouldn't have these heroes to root for. And so they actually show um, classic scenes from old cartoons. In, in that one, 1956, they actually showed the Big Bad Wolf, the Evil Queen from Snow White, uh, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox from The Song of the South, and uh, Captain Hook himself from Peter Pan as examples of good, you know, classic villains that make the heroes that we cheer for. Yes. Uh, and they, they kind of redid that uh, again in 1977 as a segment on the wonderful world of Disney when they did Disney's greatest villains. And they once again had uh, the Magic Mirror, and but they had a lot more segments to showcase, including Captain Hook, well, Madam Mim, Shere Khan and Ka from The Jungle Book, uh, Maleficent and Lady Tremaine, Cruella de Vil, uh, The Queen of Hearts, Willie the Giant mm. uh, from Fun and Fancy Free, and what had just come out the, from The Rescuers, Madame Medusa. Ooh, I Anna. always thought I could do a great cosplay of her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that with the red hair. Yes. Not, not any other part. Hmm. <laughs> But then also, uh, in that same year, in 1977, they also released a thing called Halloween Hall of Fame, uh, which was another episode on The Wonderful World of Disney, where they showed uh, some of the old classic cartoons, like Trick or Treat that we had mentioned, Lonesome Ghosts, Pluto's Judgment Day, which was, uh, I think, an old uh, uh, 1935 Pluto short, where he's kind of goes to the down under to be judged for H-E being cruel yeah for being so cruel to cats all the time ah yes i do remember that and he has to like basically come to judgment <laughs> but it's all just a dream so it's okay um as well as the legend of sleepy hollow which we had previously mentioned um so basically this is kind of like a clip show but then it leads to 1982 where disney does another one of these called disney's halloween treat which was an episode on the Walt Disney. It was actually at that point called Walt Disney. And they actually, instead of having the the mirror, the magic mirror, they had a funny jack-o'-lantern 
who kind of introduced these segments. And this one's included such things as the skeleton dance. A classic. Uh, the night on Bald Mountain sequence from yes. Fantasia. And some uh, different um, shorts, including Donald Duck and the Gorilla and Mickey's Parrot, which is kind of like, these are shorts where um, there's something on the loose and in mm-hmm. one in Donald's case a gorilla from the zoo an evil gorilla and in <laughs> in Mickey's case I think just a just a bad guy escaped from prison and Weird. in both cases there's a little bit of a mistaken identity and some hijinks ensue and then of course other ones that um, a lot of like Captain Hook and mm. the Queen of Hearts and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow again so they basically introduced these shows where they had a lot of different clips and there was one more actually from 1981 called a disney halloween which had other things such as the old mill oh my gosh i was waiting for you to stop talking so i could say the old mill should have been in there but i didn't have to but i did anyway asterisk yeah <laughs> and which isn't really halloween theme but no, it's, it's just not. a classic sequence yeah of kind of like it, the weather is very similar to the weather in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, just yeah. very ominous, and and then it turns into a storm, mm-hmm. and lots of bad things, scary things happen that endanger very cute, innocent animals, but they're all it's okay. very stressful. Yeah. Uh, and that, that one actually included also the Heffalumps and Woozles mm. sequence from Winnie the Pooh, but it also included, pardon me, uh, <laughs> a, show, a short called the, um, the Great Cat Family. Which itself was a a segment from the one uh, Walt Disney presents back in 1956, all about cats, including uh-huh. our friend here. And in that one, they actually talked about um, lions and the house cat. And you know, they're kind of giving mm-hmm. a history of house cats, um, especially how they were revered in Egypt in the old Egyptian times. To the point of you know having elaborate um, mummifications and burials, and so that they can go off into the afterlife. But then also um, in the time of the bubonic plague, and like in the old times. Oh, they would eat the rats. Yeah, about how they would kind of save humanity by hunting the rats that were spreading the bubonic plague. But then, did they get the bubonic plague? They, well, I don't know. They, <laughs> there's a point where it shows the cat kind of getting a mouse and there's a fight that ensues and mm. and it does show the cat all tussled up a little bit doesn't show any bite marks or anything but anyway it, it came upon that uh this was right also around the time of the salem witch trials where um you know people were kind of seeing evil in places where it may or may not have existed and so at that time they were thinking anybody who traveled in the night was evil Mm-hmm. And so anyone, so cats who were often um, uh, yes. nighttime people. You know, Roaming around to get that's their right. food. A lot of times they were kind of like seen as very mysterious and sometimes even evil. And so they were actually hunted almost to extinction. But they came back. Yay. But anyway, so this isn't necessarily Halloween related, but I always remembered that one, seeing it way back in the Disney Channel from the 80s. And re- I couldn't remember where it was from, but it always showed this uh, this one scene with the cat kind of peering at this old woman. Like, is this cat evil? Is it the personification of the devil? I don't know. Hmm. And then at one point, a fire uh, crackles and hits the cat on the behind. And he's cool. Sort of <laughs> lunges after the old woman and that's what wow. sets him off um but yeah it's very um thematic i should say and it always made me think about halloween and they actually used that as i mentioned in this show called a disney halloween wow yeah and in that show they actually had a, the the story around it was there there was a night watchman at the old disney studios who came across and this was on Halloween night, and he came across a jack-o'-lantern who essentially was telling him, hey, I've, um, I guess the night watchman wanted to go out and be out in Halloween, but the jack-o'-lantern didn't. Hmm. And so eventually they trade places. It's weird. kind of a weird premise. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'll get to that 
a little bit later in the show as well. That'll be part of the trivia question. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how much later are we talking? <laughs> but basically, the whole point of that being is from as early as 1956 all the way through the 80s, Disney kind of like clipped a lot of the shorts and yeah. villains together to present them. And these shows would often appear on the Disney Channel. Yeah, they did that House of later, Villains thing right. and all that stuff. And then also later in Vault Disney. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about one that everyone knows and loves now. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> a cult classic up I until a few years ago, but now it's everywhere. And that is, of course, Hocus Pocus. Yep. Um, I had not seen this until about two years ago. I just oh my. never did. I don't know why. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters. It wasn't. It didn't do well in theaters when it came out. No, it did not. In whatever I mean, year it, that it was. It did okay. But, yeah, it did not do block gangbusters. 1993. Mm-hmm. Same year as uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I made my choice in which one I watched. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I, I did watch it before because Disney World did a stage show change up. They used to just do the villains Mm -hmm. um, stage show up until like three or four years ago, maybe now. And then they switched it up and we're going to bring Hocus Pocus back and everyone went crazy and they were like, oh my God, Hocus Pocus. Because it was just kind of like a cult underground following at that point. It became an absolute cult classic. And then everyone loved it and they talk about it all the time and there's eight million t-shirts you can get. One of the reasons why is because the actresses that portray the three sisters the sanderson sisters mm-hmm. they're they're like them on the stage show on the stage yeah, yeah. they they they're, do look really they alike are, they do great makeup and have great wigs yeah <laughs> but it's not just um, the makeup and the wigs it's everything that they say and the way that they act yeah. it's like bet midler and it, it's like they're professionals them up there yeah like they're <laughs> professionals but it's it's amazing to me okay well Sorry. it is a fun show but then you know if you've seen it for three years then yes you know but it is good i think we have video (laughs) of it on um our youtube channel if you'd like to check it out oh yeah but it is a very fun very halloweeny movie of course set in salem massachusetts which is the place to be for halloween yikes um as i said i grew up in massachusetts so we would visit salem all the time and it was a great fun place to be and we went there a couple years back we did and yeah, it, it was, was raining, but it was still fun. Yeah, very spooky though. Yeah, we did not run into Bette Midler though. I did see Thackeray Binks though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a fun, a fun romp, if you will. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you should. It's on Disney Plus, of course. Yay! And that makes me want to talk about another, I guess, cult classic amongst a certain group. And that is Halloween Town, which Sophia's not here right now watching us record this, but she would be screaming in joy if yeah, she was. So this was one of those Disney Channel original movies yes. from the day. It was actually from like, 1998, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, that first one was. The I believe one. there was not one, not two, not three, but four of them. Four of them. The last one of which did not have the original cast in any way, shape, or form. What? Return to Halloween Town or something. Yeah, there's Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, <laughs> Calabar's Revenge. Yes. Halloween Town High. Yes. And then I guess Return to Halloween Town, which did not With have a any different cast. Okay. Um, I watched in preparation for this because I'd never seen it Halloween Town and Halloween Town High. Bless you. I took one for the team. Wow. Um, I can see that, you know, when Sophia was younger, this was a Disney Channel original that they would play a lot so she really loves it <laughs> but watching it in 2020 it's kind of like okay um but there is a there's a whole handful of disney original movies like twitches and twitches too twitches too my mom married a vampire or is dating a vampire uh, or something dating. not, not um, maybe maybe later they married but yeah something with a monster i don't know but i didn't want to include all those because they're not cinematic classics in my opinion um but they if you're just wanting to have a fun you know stuff going on in the background if you're having a halloween party which i guess you aren't this year but i'll bet amongst all of those halloween town the original was probably the best 
Well, I was going to say that um, all of them had music done by Mark Mothersbaugh, which, as you know, was the lead singer of Devo and then went on to score countless movies and TV shows, including Rugrats, um, Pee-wee movies. (laughs) I think he did not the original Pee-wee movies, but the most recent one. Um, He's done four or more Wes Anderson films. Oh, wow. Just like, you know, the music in the background of them. Yeah. So I loved that part of it. Um, Even though it was filmed and released in 1998, it was, it still has like an 80s feel to me. Okay. And so I love that kind of, you know, homey, classic innocence, I guess, if you will, before (laughs) things changed in the 2000s. But I I enjoyed it for that reason. the child actors weren't incredibly annoying so that was good the special effects and like the uh, most of them because halloween town is a place and um so the residents there the residents all have to be like a goblin or a a skeleton a werewolf or yes a skeleton or monsters of some sort which basically meant they got like a big headpiece and yeah. then the rest of them was just normal unless they were like a really big monster kind of thing so it was just kind of very fun funny special effects makeup so right. it's it's not scary in any way um it's just a spooky family fun film Alrighty. so <laughs> if you're in the mood all of those are on disney plus along with twitches twitches too my mom is dating a vampire <laughs> Etc. There's one with a monster involved. I can't remember the name of it, but I know, can't. Remember it'll show up when you're related titles. So very good. <laughs> I would say right around that same time, uh, maybe just before, uh, they released the Tower of Terror. Oh, that was on my list, and then I forgot to write the it down. Movie. Thank you for doing that. Before you're we welcome. jump into that, though, I forgot to mention <laughs> Debbie Reynolds' Halloween oh, yeah. Town. Hello. She's the grandma, right? Yes. I mean, if nothing else, she's a reason to watch it. And the very, her opening scene, she arrives on a bus from Halloween Town and she, the bus is floating and she just kind of gets an umbrella and floats down uh-huh. from the bus as a kind of little nod to Mary Poppins. I think she has a little carpet bag that comes to life. So very fun. cute. So watch for that reason too. Anyway, yes, I'm glad you brought up Tower of Terror because that was on my list and I watched it online it's not available anywhere either it's not on disney plus no oh well i do have it on dvd i'm sure you do yes but you can um it's on youtube as well so okay steve gutenberg (laughs) and kirsten dunst yes a young kirsten dunst exactly not quite as young as an interview with the vampire but that was her great (laughs) follow-up role (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically where they're trying to investigate what happened on that Halloween Fateful night, night in 1939, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's basically, the, it was really just a giant promotion for the ride. Yes. I mean, they use the ride, the attraction building in the movie, and yep. they use ride footage uh, in the movie as well. So it's kind of, I mean, I wish they'd but they'd yeah, still I mean, do that today. The, it those would be kind great. of specter ghost type people that we see in the attraction, though all of those characters are characters yeah. in this film. And we kind of see their back, not not backstory, but we see how they've come to be yeah. in the in this film. So, yeah. It's a little uh, gruesome in parts. Yeah. Like, and that actually appeared on the uh, the Wonderful World of Disney, yes. which at that time was on ABC. So yeah, yeah. So check that out if you haven't seen it before. It's funny. And in speaking it's of, kind of bad. movies that were based on attractions there's another one that we i guess have to discuss as well well okay this <laughs> is not on one you must watch no. but if you've seen everything else and you're like i guess it's still halloween i They're should are talking something. about monorail the movie right no wait no what's monorail the movie oh, oh that hasn't been made yet i'm <laughs> sorry we're talking about the haunted mansion the haunted with mansion. eddie murphy yes and I also took one for the team and watched that in preparation for this episode. You had not seen it? Uh, I had never it seen it, no. Uh, yeah. I, I had I heard how bad it was and was like, well, I guess I don't need to see that. But here's the thing. It's very um, all over the place as far it, as yeah. like storyline goes. They really tried to make there be enough of a backstory that fit into the attraction Yeah, they backstory. incorporated a lot of the attraction into... The movies yeah just so that 
they would be there. But they also, because um, they had to appeal to audiences, I guess, they had to have Eddie Murphy as a modern day real estate agent and he works yeah. too much and his family never sees him. And so there's that whole side story. Yeah. As well, which is just kind of like, okay. And the whole thing about the mistaken identity with his wife and yeah. the lady of the, the manor. And murder and intrigue. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer Tilly as Madame Leota. Leota. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, some of the special effects are kind of scary. Like oh, when, yeah. they're, when the skeletons comes after them and stuff like that. And the spiders. Um, <laughs> and the spiders. But... I mean, if you if you want to see it, you can. I guess. Yeah, I had a lot of hope for that movie, and then I saw it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there were a couple of mistakes made. Um, oh well. But one that you should watch to put you in a good mood and fill you with spirit, probably make you cry, actually. Oh, but wow. it's still like, it's not Halloween themed. It's Dia de los Muertos, themed. which is right around Halloween. Yes, but it encompasses you know family and all of that stuff and remembering. Your family and not forgetting them. What movie are you talking about? Coco, of course. Coco. Beautiful visuals, um, fun music, so definitely put that on your list. Very good. It actually did not make my list. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, But I I had forgotten about it, so. Do you have anything more, or can we do our final one? Uh, Before we get to our final two, we're going over for our allotted time, so. I I know. Let me just mention a few others real quick. Um, bed knobs and broomsticks. Is that With, Halloween related? Well, Angela Lansbury plays a witch. Okay. Well. In uh, Nazi, in the time of World War Two. Nothing makes you think of <laughs> Halloween other than Nazis. Well, it's. <laughs> I mean, it the, yeah the Nazis, but yeah, she's it's in England, um, but yeah, they are the villains. Okay. But then also the, these creepy <laughs> skeletons and all that. Still never seen it. It's actually worth it. I will watch a it watch. at some point. And there's a, a good sequence of animation in there as well. Yeah, I think I've seen that, like oh, okay. the under the sea thing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should also mention Blackbeard's Ghost, oh. which has a ghost. It's not I've really Halloween themed, but it has P- Peter Ustinoff as Blackbeard. Um, that's 1968, so you know him and Dean Jones. Mm. Good times. I do love Jean- Dean Jones. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, other than that, I think we can go to, well, let me... A couple other real quick ones. Toy Story of Terror. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, right before that, Mater and the Ghost Light. All right. Now you've crossed a line. <laughs> I was just going to, those are just mentions. <laughs> okay. But okay. Let's go to our final two. I'll, ment- I'll let you uh, start off and then I'll do okay. the last one. I did not see this film until high school. And then I was like, why have I never seen this film before? Because it was pretty darn amazing. And I oh, love yeah. it. And thank goodness it's a Walt Disney production so that we can talk about it. And that is, of course, Something Wicked This Way Comes. What? This is, yeah. Christian I, I has saw this informed in me theaters. he does not enjoy it. So I saw this in theaters in 1983 when it came out. Wow. And it made a huge impact on me. And I bet it probably would have for me, too. I wish, I, actually, I probably would have been too scared when it came it out. It was very scary. <laughs> and, you know, I was right at that age where I was just starting to get into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Very good. so go. this is of course based on a short story or a novel by, uh, Ray Bradbury. That's right. And he has, you know, Disney affiliations with Spaceship Earth and Epcot mm-hmm. and all that That's fun right. stuff. So there's a lot of weird backstory to this where this was originally written as a di- directorial debut for, um, Gene Kelly. Oh, and then wow. that never <laughs> happened. And then much later, Ray Bradbury like rewrote the whole thing into, yeah. he actually made the short story after that. Um, and then Disney was like, well, maybe we might be interested in okay. making this. Interesting. Um, and so they did. And the produce, the director that they hired for it um, and producer, Jack Clayton, had a different vision for what he wanted it to be. He wanted the fear and the mood to come from the actors acting and the surroundings of where it was being filmed. But this was around the time of, you know, Star Wars had come out and Disney was like, audiences are expecting like a big special effects movie and this can give it to them. What the heck? And so they basically like reshot 
the movie for like wow. six months or something crazy like that. Um, and Ray Bradbury was not getting along with that director either. <laughs> so they brought in these other people and they reshot some things. Um, they originally had different people in mind to do the Mr. Dark character, but they picked relatively unknown Jonathan Price, yeah, Jonathan Price, who was a Welsh actor. And that was we, great casting, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I love him so Dark, much. He, and he was kind of the personification of evil. I mean, yeah. almost one of Satan's kind of... Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, is like, this movie is scary. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there's things that happen, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is a kid's movie? And it's not the kind of thing where he's, like, you know, hacking up or anything. No, it's, it's not basically gory. basically using the, the whole theme of temptation, um, yeah. basically trying to tempt you with something that you couldn't or shouldn't have but want to have yeah. in case like uh, from Jason Robard's character the you know youth exactly um, yeah there's a whole it's very you know you can tell that it's a Ray Bradbury story because yeah. there's great character development there's great messaging in it and stuff like that so um, also Pam Greer yeah that's right. is in it As she plays of, the I dust think. bride Ooh. Um, yeah, because basically, uh, Dark, Mr. Dark brings his Dark's pandemonium carnival, carnival to t- you know basically appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. in this. Wh- where was it set? Kind of like New England. Uh, I think or? it was like Illinois, okay. actually. But yeah, it's very small town. It's very like Main Street USA yeah. kind of feel to it, and that time period as well. Okay. So I love it. It really sets the tone for like the Halloween season, and Mr. Dark is an insanely good villain. And the way that there's this one scene where he is looking for the two boys who've like discovered his secrets and he wants to get them. And he goes up to Jason Robards and he's like, well, you know, I'm looking for these boys. And he makes up some other story and he's like, I know you're lying. And then he like has them, the boys tattooed Tattooed on his his hand. And then while Jason Robards is talking to him, he's clenching his fist and And like blood blood is coming out out of his fist. (laughs) And it's just like so creepy and good. And then he walks away and he has his carnival behind him. And he just like stares into the soul of Jason Robards as he's walking away. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. But he, you know, you have to watch it to I mean, see I the guess end. I was at just the right age when that came out because it's like, wow, I was yeah. mesmerized, but also scared by it, too. It's just great visuals. And they, this was the time where they were really developing computer animation. Yeah. So they had this great scene for when the carnival, like, appears out of nowhere on the horizon and it was all done with like computer graphics and stuff mm-hmm. but that got cut it is a very uh, short part of it that is shown but that was a disappointment yeah. for some reason i don't know why they didn't use it and then the, i guess the whole carnival of destiny kind of thing at the, or no, sorry carousel of destiny yeah kind of situation at the end very weird and creepy Whew. anyway wow i think that's a great place to wrap up our meandering list of must see <laughs> And maybe if you really want to see Disney Halloween movies, let us know what your (laughs) favorites are. If we missed any of your must-see Disney Halloween classics or favorites. And of course, that brings us to the trivia corner. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, I should mention last week's trivia question, which was we had spoken about the Hoop-dee-doo musical review show. Right. And uh, what record it had set. And uh, what record was that? It was guessed by quite a few people. They sent comments in or messaged me on Instagram, etc. And that was the longest running musical of all time. Yeah. Um, or stage Essentially show. in, yeah, in American theater history. Yeah. Having presented three shows a day, every day, since 1974. Was it four? One, oh, four, yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's right. So congrats to all of you that guessed that correctly. And That's that right. brings us to this week, which... I had previously mentioned um, the oh, the Halloween Hall of Fame, which actually had the um, the Night Watchmen at the studios. Mm-hmm. I think I had previously said that that was part of a Disney Halloween, but I meant that it was actually from the Halloween Hall of Fame okay. in 1977, where it had a Night Watchmen at the Disney studios on Halloween night, encountering a jack-o'-lantern and them having a little discussion about wanting to trade places. Yes. And my trivia question for you is, what classic actor portrayed the Night Watchman in that show? 
in the Halloween Hall of Fame. Can I from guess? 1977. I guess I shouldn't guess in case I get it right. You can guess and I won't tell you whether it's right or wrong. Well, I'm going to guess Dick Van Dyke because he was the night watchman in <laughs> Night at the Museum. I will tell you that it is not <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Darn it. Mickey Rooney? It is also not Mickey Rooney. So there's Who is two. Who the other one? Um, <laughs> I don't know. The guy that was in with Mel Gibson, 48 Hours or something. That's not the name well, of the movie. Well, that's Danny Glover. But Danny w- Glover. He was in it too. But anyway, no. different movie. <laughs> All my guesses were wrong. Um, I do want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in and watching and rating us, if you can, oh, on yeah. the podcast listening of your choice. Uh, we recently got a review on Apple Music, which I wanted oh. to read aloud Fun. for the class. And it's entitled Magical Adventures. If you love going on magical adventures about Disney history, then Up the Waterfall is for you. Xana and Scott are full of Disney history, knowledge, and experience, which I'm jealous for. I love how this is not your normal Disney podcast, and I'm so ready for more episodes like the Jules Verne episode. Can't wait for more trips up the waterfall until my next Disney vacation. So thank you very much. And that's actually who won our Big Al thing. That was one of his entries. Oh, very cool. Um, So that was a great review thank you so much thank you very much it's nice to have one that's not done by you because you left a review also (laughs) i did not bother to um so yeah we love hearing from you guys we love if you can rate us and and leave us reviews that gets the word out tell your friends yes please and uh that's how we can grow like and subscribe on youtube etc wherever you listen so thank you once again we hope you're in the halloween spirit (laughs) And have enjoyed our list, and let us know if you have any we forgot. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we probably might have forgotten one or two. I know. I can already think of one, but that's okay. All right, well, we'll put it in the blog post. Yeah. Thank you for joining <laughs> us up the waterfall. Bye now.